0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Jake Knapp is the inventor of the design sprint and the New York Times bestselling author of the book Sprint. He's also the co-founder of Character, a venture fund for early stage startups. How and why did you start using Miro? I came from this position of thinking, I don't want to be doing stuff online to thinking now when I do a sprint in person with a company, And Miro does all those things. So to me, at least as an investor, I'm thinking, give the team the tools that are gonna help them think, that are gonna make the most, brighten their their skills as smart folks. And Miro is at the top of that list.
2: If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park.
1: Yellowstone? Check.
2: Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit
1: business. You are Locked On Panthers. Your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Welcome into another edition of the On Panthers podcast a part of the On Podcast Network. I'm your host as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday as the Carolina Panthers are in missed their second coach search under owner David Tepper. Make sure to watch our show and subscribe our show on the Locked On Panthers YouTube channel where you can check out every single episode and be sure to check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a single edition of the show. And follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday throughout the offseason I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show to participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked On Panthers, either at me or at me. Or DM me on Twitter at Julian Council. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players. And if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. So I had thought about doing a postmortem of the 2022 Carolina Panthers season today. I don't think that's necessary at this point in time. We'll have plenty of time to look back on what happened maybe next week, but with all the coaching search news coming out, I'm going to have to delay that. Probably also going to delay the offseason checklist that I thought was going to do on Thursday may still do it on Thursday. Not quite sure yet, but considering the Panthers don't have a head coach, I don't know if I can necessarily put together the checklist. Like I want to, like there are certain players that's like, Hey, I still want Bradley Bozeman here no matter who the head coach is, but I was, but does Deontay Foreman fit with the new head coach might want to do, especially if it's an offensive guy? So not quite sure if I'm ready to do that. So let's look at the uh, coaching candidates so far. As news keeps coming out about who the Panthers have interviewed or who they would like to interview. And reminder, not every coach who the Panthers put out a request to talk to is going to want to talk to the Carolina Panthers. Like Tamiko Ryan, someone who has not had a request put out at this point in time, he already had one from the Houston Texans. He played for the Texans, but I saw from Albert Beer Monday Morning Quarterback Sports Illustrated that D'Amico Ryans, who made a lot of money in the NFL and is in a really good organization with the 49ers, he can be picky. He pulled out of the Vikings job last year, which went to Kevin O'Connell. That worked out for them this year as they won all those close games. And he might not be interested in Houston, especially after what happened the last two seasons with both David Kelly and with Lovie Smith. And just how stable of an organization is that? So there are going to be coaches that might look at Carolina and not be interested. In my opinion, you look at, you look at this job, you look at the Denver job, those feel like the top two jobs. I'm not quite sure which one's the best. I think I said the other day that Denver was the best job. Well, you have Russell Wilson. I get he had a down year. But the Broncos organization, yes, new ownership, they've been pretty steady. They have not been great like the Panthers since they both met in the Super Bowl 50 back in 2015. We look at the history of the Broncos, a little bit stronger history than what we have here in Charlotte, but I like the foundation here in Carolina. It's a young roster. You can bring in a young quarterback who you can really mold, and that might be a benefit for some of the coaches that are going to interview here potentially in Carolina. So I think those are the top two jobs. The Panthers are absolutely in a great position because why would you go to the Colts? Jim Irsay, that's a situation that does not feel stable. I already mentioned Houston. And in Arizona, yes, you have Kyler Murray, but he's not going to be back until maybe October, November of the 2023 season. So that does not look like a job, also a bad ownership in Michael Bidwell, that I would want to go to. Maybe as a head coach, you get control of the roster as they also are looking for a new general manager in Arizona. Either way, the Carolina Panthers, I think, are sitting in a pretty good position this coaching cycle as they are, not, if not the most attractive job, one of the two most attractive jobs in this coaching cycle here in the NFL in this offseason. All right. So, two people have interviewed so far as of this recording. Uh, Jim Caldwell interviewed on Monday, the former Detroit Lions, and Um, Indianapolis Colts head coach. He's 67 years old. He spent time with the Buccaneers as a quarterback coach. He spent time, of course, in Indianapolis before being the head coach as an assistant head coach and a quarterback coach. He spent time as a QB coach and OC in Baltimore. The last time we saw him in the NFL, he was the Miami Dolphins assistant head coach and quarterback coach back in 2019. He has 18 years of NFL experience. His head coaching record? 62 and 50, 26 and 22 with the Colts, went to a Super Bowl and lost. 36 and 28 with the Detroit Lions, who have been to the playoffs zero times since they fired Jim Caldwell. Yes, the Lions did America a favor by getting rid of Aaron Rodgers on Sunday Night Football, but the Lions are the same team that gave up 570 yards total to Sam Darnold and Ben McAdoo on Christmas Eve here in Carolina. So, Ben McAdoo, not Ben McAdoo, but um, Jim Caldwell was a solid coach in the NFL when he's a head coach. He has one year of experience as an OC and 10 years of experience working with quarterbacks. And that is really what I'm looking at at these resumes. Your NFL experience, how long you've been an OC and how long you've been a quarterback coach. As it looks like David Tepper... Has a type. So Jim Caldwell interviewed on Monday. He fulfills one of the two external minority candidate Rooney rule um, boxes that need to be checked. He's an older candidate. Former Wake Force coach, as we know, if you want to bring back the North Carolina ties, I don't look at Jim Caldwell as having a serious opportunity to get this job in Carolina, but we'll see. Steve Wilkes interviewed on Tuesday. Wilkes, of the candidates I'm going to list, is the only one with a defensive background to this point. I have not seen Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator in Philadelphia, be requested yet by David Tepper. I have not seen D'Amico Ryans, the defensive coordinator out in San Francisco at the 49ers, be requested by David Tepper yet. And that's someone who I love for David Tepper to talk to. And we had talked about this even before we found that Matt Rule was fired after that week five loss to San Francisco that, man, that looks like a guy that David Tepper should talk to when the time comes to interview head coaches. And so far, it does not look like David Tepper is very interested in speaking to D'Amico Ryans, but it's very early in the process. We'll see. It's not like he can interview right now anyways. Now, they've also asked to interview four different offensive coordinators. Ken Dorsey, who we all know and – Possibly love. I'm not quite sure where Panther fans are on Ken Dorsey, who we know spent 2013 through 17. 17- as the Panthers quarterback coach, coaching Cam Newton. Some prosperous years there in 13, 14, 15, and in 17. Four out of those five years, Panthers went to the playoffs. Steve Wilkes is here as well during that period of time. Uh, then he went to Buffalo during 2019 and 2020. or He's been there since 2019, rather, uh, with Sean McDermott, who was the uh, o, the defensive coordinator here during that period of time at Ken Dorsey. He was in Carolina. He's 41 years old right now. He currently serves as the Bills' offensive coordinator, but he's been the quarterback coach. He's been the passing game coordinator. You know, a little tag that they put there to make it look like you have a little bit more of an important job than you actually have. He has nine years of NFL experience as a coach. He also played as a quarterback in the NFL. This is his first year as an OC, though. So very raw when it comes to that and eight years of experience as a quarterback coach. So Ken Dorsey, I love that he's been here before. I love that he played the position that the Carolina Panthers absolutely had to address and that he's been working directly with quarterbacks, that he's worked with Cam Newton, that he's worked with Josh Allen, both of them who are very similar in build. And you wonder if he comes here, is Will Levis an option or Anthony Richardson? Because those two guys certainly fit the build of a Cam and of a Josh Allen more than Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, the two quarterbacks out of Alabama and Ohio State. I'm not necessarily endorsing that, but I'm wondering, hey, you bring Ken Dorsey maybe you can afford to sit there at nine and take some of these guys with the physical traits because he's worked with two quarterbacks that had the physical traits. And Cam came out immediately and was excellent. Josh Allen took him some time, but he's gotten there, and he's now a really damn good quarterback. So Ken Dorsey, one of the guys who the Panthers have requested to interview. I have not seen yet whether he has. Ben Johnson. 36 years old, currently the O.C. for the Detroit Lions. He spent the bulk of his career starting in 2012 in Miami with the Dolphins as an offensive assistant. Uh, from 2013 to 15, he was a Dolphins assistant quarterback coach. Also spent time as a tight end coach in Miami. He was the assistant wide receiver coach from 2016 to 17 in Miami and was the full-time wide receiver coach in 2018. was a lead one in 2018. He's been in Detroit since 2019, first starting off as a offensive quality can control coach. Then from 2020-21, he was the tight ends coach. And this season, his first season in the NFL as an OC, he's had 11 years of experience in the National Football League, and three of them he spent working directly with quarterbacks as an assistant quarterback coach back again during 2013, 14, and 15 down in Miami where he would have spent time with Dan Campbell who is now the head coach with the Lions. The Lions have had an explosive offense all season long. We even saw that here. In that Christmas Eve game, the Panthers defensively did a good enough job. Offensively, they blew them out of the water. So really weren't that concerned about what that offense could have done. But they were good. And we're not used to attributing good offenses with the Lions. And we saw that here in 2022. Ben Johnson's also from Asheville, North Carolina, was born in Charleston, was a walk-on quarterback during the Butch uh, Davis era down in Chapel Hill. Never played. He was with Joe Daly, who currently is the wide receiver coach here in Carolina. So maybe he's someone who could be a holdover considering they were in the same quarterback room and were both teammates at the University of North Carolina. So Ben Johnson apparently has been dubbed as one of these offensive geniuses. If you watch the game on Sunday night when the Lions had a chance to basically salt that game away and when they went with the whole, like the, what was the pitch back on those, the quick screen, then the pitch, the running back. That then led to them having a large gain that almost was a first down. That was awesome. Like Ben Johnson, I see a lot of people on Twitter who are like, yo, a lot of football film nerds on Twitter are like, yeah, that guy does some sick stuff on Sundays. So I I could be into it. Also, they've uh, asked to interview Mike Kafka who is a former NFL quarterback was at Northwestern played for a couple places in the NFL he started his NFL coaching career back in 2017 with the Chiefs as an offensive quality control coach under Andy Reid uh, he was in 2018 19 became the Chiefs quarterback coach where they would he would have been i think first with Alex Smith then with Patrick Mahomes who as we know became the MVP in his second year in the league uh, and then in 2021 or 2020 2021 was still the quarterback coach and also got that fancy passing game coordinator role. Then he left as Eric Biennami, as we know, still the OC there in Kansas City. He left for his own OC job where I think he calls the plays, not quite sure he does, up in New York with the Giants, as they, with Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, had a season no one expected. They're going to the playoffs. I think they have a great chance this weekend to beat the Minnesota Vikings. Seven years of NFL experience, one as an OC, four years working with quarterbacks. Also played quarterback in the league. He's 35 years old. So Mike Kafka spent a lot of years there with a great offensive-minded Andy Reid, with a great quarterback in uh, Patrick Mahomes, and he's done a really good job with Daniel Jones this year, and also linking up with Brian Dable, who was in Buffalo, had spent also time in Alabama back in college under Nick Saban. But that is a pretty good resume. It's not much experience there, seven years, but a lot of good quality experience that he's gotten in a short period of time. And the final offensive coordinator that they have asked to talk to, with Philadelphia Eagles, Shane Steichen, currently 37 years old. His NFL experience dates back to 2011 through 2012 when he was San Diego Chargers defensive assistant. Then he moved over to the offensive side of the ball in 2013, going to Cleveland as an offensive quality control coach. Then went back to San Francisco between 2014 and 15, working as a quality offensive control coach there under the OC at the time, Frank Reich, who we'll talk about here momentarily. From 16 to 19, he worked as the Chargers San Diego, and Los Angeles Chargers quarterback coach with Philip Rivers, who will be a Hall of Fame candidate and did a really good job. He was younger than Rivers and yet helped Rivers later stage of his career be a really good player and maintain as one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, then got Justin Herbert his rookie year, who came out the gate swinging, looked great. Pep Hamilton also did a really good job working with him. That was in 2020. And then since 2021, he's been the OC there in Philadelphia with Nick Sirianni. They're the number one seed in in the NFC, that offense has looked great all season long. Maybe only one week last week. Um, or the week the one it was Gardner she played well against Dallas, and the next week they weren't good. But Justin Jalen Hurts has been really good under him. I don't think a lot of people thought Jalen Hurts was going to come in and look this good as an NFL quarterback. Shane Steichen has worked with Phillip Rivers, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, and done a really good job with all of those guys. Now, Rivers already a made man by that point in time. But Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert, to work, work with those young guys early on in their career, and to get him to this point so far, he, makes, he that makes him one of my top candidates, honestly. 12 years of NFL experience, three as an OC, four as a quarterback coach. I'm liking me some Shane Steichen, and then one other guy that they would like to reach out to and talk to is former Panthers quarterback, but also former Colts head coach Frank Reich, who is 61 years old, him. And Jim Caldwell on the older side after all these guys are in their uh, mid to late and maybe early 40s. So mid to late 30s and in early 40s, Ken Dorsey being 41. But Frank Reich, been in the NFL since 2006, started off the Colts as a coaching intern, Worked on the offensive staff under Jim Caldwell as a quarterback coach between 2009 and 2010. Also worked as a wide receiver coach in Indianapolis and Arizona. Was a quarterback coach in San Diego before becoming the OC where Steichen worked under him. Then he went to the Eagles in 2016 and 17 as the OC was the OC during that Super Bowl when Nick Foles did the unthinkable and outduled Tom Brady to hand the Eagles their first Super Bowl championship. And since 2018, up until earlier this season, operated as the head coach Coach of the Indianapolis Colts, 17 years of NFL experience, four years as an OC, three years as a quarterback coach, and I think he's a solid guy. He's a solid coach to me. The whole Andrew Luck thing blew up that organization. I don't know how much you can really tie to – I mean, Wentz, I guess, is probably his pick, too, and then having Foltz out there, I, I don't know how much of it really is on Frank Reich as far as the roster building with the quarterback situation. The last couple seasons just has not been there with Frank Wright there in Indianapolis. So those are the candidates right now. As far as when can they interview, Shane Steichen and Ben Johnson can both interview virtually this week. As Steichen, they have the bye and they're the number one seed. Johnson, their season's over. Ken Dorsey, Mike Kafka have to wait until after the wild card game since their teams are playing this weekend. And then the Panthers also um, need to – and I have to do another interview with the one more external minority candidate. Yes, i have talked to Wilkes, who is not external. They've talked to Jim Caldwell. But they need to talk to one more external minority candidate to satisfy the Rooney rule. Maybe that's Miko Ryans. Maybe that's Leslie Frazier. Maybe that's Gerard Mayo. I don't know who else could be. But uh, that's your quick update as far as the candidates and my brief thoughts on all of them. Now, when you look at that list, you got... Steve Wilkes, defense, Jim Caldwell, offense, Ken Dorsey, offense, Ben Johnson, offense, Frank Reich, offense, Jane Steichen, offense, Mike Kafka, offense. And you look at the ages, also of those four current OCs, 41, 36, 37, 35, feels like David Tepper has a type. And that concerns me. Does Steve Wilkes actually have a chance to get this job when you look at what David Tepper appears to be truly interested in in his next head coach We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Meet with an expert who'll do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you can do. Not taxes. Show your eyes things that are not taxes. Unpack a moving box of not taxes. Taste not taxes. Sing not taxes. A beautiful lullaby. Hope not taxes. To sleep through the night. Grab a saddle and ride, not taxes, into the sunset. With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring your taxes are done right, guaranteed. So you can relax. Feels good to be done with your taxes, doesn't it? Come to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Intuit TurboTax full-service products only. Video meeting while experts does your taxes required. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com/guarantees. Ultimate Football GM, which I'm really geeked about, which they're one of our new partners. As a sponsor, today's episode the mobile game, Ultimate Football GM. Ever dream of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. Manage every aspect of the team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft and all the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging and realistic game Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. Lockdown Panthers listeners can get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKEDON in the game store that's LOCKED ON in all caps, so make sure to check it out today. To so download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. All right, so look at the candidates right now. Look at the people that have interviewed. Jim Caldwell, offensive coach, Steve Wilkes, defensive coach. Look at the candidates that David Tepper wants to interview. Ken Dorsey, offensive coach, young, 41 years old. Ben Johnson, offensive coach, young, 35 years old. Mike Kafka, offensive coach, young, 35 years old. Shane Steichen, offensive coach, young, 37 years old, and then... I guess he's the old man as well in the room along with Jim Caldwell. No offense, not trying to be an ageist. In Frank Reich, 61 years old, offensive background. And it's not just that. Ken Dorsey played quarterback in college and briefly in the NFL. Maybe not at a high level. Played played in the NFL, though. We know about Frank Reich and the massive comeback he had in the playoffs with the Buffalo Bills. Also, Ben Johnson might have been a walk-on quarterback at Carolina, but hey, quarterback, Nonetheless, and then Shane Steichen, don't know what his background is. Mike Kafka was probably the best of the quarterbacks, not named um, Frank Reich of the group, as he played in the NFL briefly, but also, of course, played quarterback in college. So it's not just the guys have offensive backgrounds. It's not that they have quarterback backgrounds. It's that they were quarterbacks, and that makes it very obvious to me that David Tepper is not looking for a defensive coach. And we've heard the reports before, and we've talked about this. I brought up Benjamin Albright um, of KOA out there in Denver who has really good source information. Go follow him on Twitter, guys. I think it's Albright NFL with two L's. Does a really good job. Not two L's in the NFL, but two L's in his name. Albright does a really good job. In covering the league and really getting the source information, of course, if you're a Bron- if you like the Broncos for whatever reason, you're watching this podcast. You can also check that out. But uh, he he's brought up that David Tepper wants an offensive guy. I've seen Dan Graziano ESPN.com bring up that David Tepper wants an offensive guy, and all you need to look do all you need to do is look at the candidates and know that David Tepper wants an offensive coach. So seeing that, how good a chance does Steve Wilkes have? I saw Thomas Davis come out on Instagram and say that Steve Wilkes should be the head coach I saw Tory Smith who I don't know if, was Torrey here I think he would have been so I think would have been here briefly when Steve Wilkes was here in Carolina probably the 2017 season might have been the time I'm trying to think 2017 no I don't care whenever it was I don't remember what you. Yeah, it was probably 2018, rather. So, Wilkes was gone by then. So, I think he might have been here at some point in time. I don't know if he was with Steve Wilkes or not, but whatever. Saw Torrey Smith come out and say that Steve Wilkes deserves a job. Hell, I've seen Tony Kornheiser on PTI. I've seen the same thing with Michael Wilbon. I've seen so many people come out and say, Steve Wilkes should get that job. I want to say Bill Cower also of CBS and the NFL today have said the same thing. A lot of folks, including the players, have come out and said, Steve Wilkes won that locker room. He got those guys to to buy into what he wanted to do, to buy in and build a culture and a personality and identity of that football team. And under all the circumstances of the coaches leaving, trading away Christian McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, if you want to throw him in there as well, having Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield and P.J. Walker all start games, he went 500 over the last 12 weeks. And as Wilk said, let's call a spade a spade when he talked to the media on Monday during exit interviews. None of y'all thought we were going to do this. And certainly the owner, David Tepper, had no thought of the Panthers having a kind of success under Steve Wilkes. Maybe he saw something in him and thought that, yeah, this man can lead these men the rest of the way. But he he really think that Steve Wilkes is going to go turn around and go 6-6 and have this team on the doorsteps of the playoff? No. And I'm wondering to myself, too, was there ever any concern from David Tepper, like, damn, this guy goes out there and wins the playoffs. goes, like, to the division, wins the division. Do I have to hire him? We already saw last year, and this has been brought up by Thomas Davis in his Instagram post saying that Steve Wilkes is an endorsement, rather, saying that Steve it was a opposed, but as an endorsement, saying that Steve Wilkes should be the head coach, that the Raiders, Mark Davis, the owner there, decided that, you know what, we're good. Rich Passaccia, I'm fine. I want Josh McDaniel. And we see how that has worked out so far. As Josh McDaniels wasn't a good head coach in Denver, And he's turning out so far to not be a great head coach in Las Vegas. One year, but still, that was a team that a lot of folks thought was supposed to be competitive. And the entire AFC West was supposed to be competitive, but the Chiefs ran away with the division once again. Would Davis ever be repeating the same mistake as Mark Davis, one of his fellow owners? We've already spoken on his podcast about how, on the soccer side of things, that when he fired Miguel Ano Ramirez, you put Christian Latanzio, who had – experience in MLS as the interim manager and eventually hired him to be the full-time manager here with Charlotte FC. So we've already seen David Tepper look at a guy who came in, helped galvanize the team, got them close to the playoffs, just came up short, but someone who brought the players back to loving the game and enjoying going to work every day, which is what Latanzio did with Charlotte FC. And Steve Hooks certainly has done in this locker room where these guys respect the hell out of him as a man, as a coach, so, are we making this mistake here, David Tepper? Because it looks like you're not interested in Steve Wilkes. Because all the candidates I see there, like Jim Caldwell, to me that looks like a Rooney Rule. I'm just gonna, I'm just being honest with y'all. That's what it looks like to me. That he's just here to fulfill the Rooney Rule, and who, whenever he brings in maybe if he defends, if he brings in a defensive guy, especially if it's not D'Amico, Ryan's like okay, Leslie Frazier probably deserves another opportunity as a head coach in the NFL. I mean, yeah, he definitely deserves another opportunity in the NFL considering a lot of the guys that have gotten second chances. <clears throat> Josh McDaniels, who we just talked about, deserves another opportunity with the job he's done in Buffalo with that defense. So if he brings him down here, just based off of the entire candidate list, to me, that's going to look like, okay, just Serena rule. If he brings in like Pep Hamilton, I'd be thinking, okay, maybe there's actually something to it. Gerard Mayo. Feel the same way. Brian Flores will feel the same way as far as just Rooney rule because it's the offensive guys, and he clearly wants an offensive guy to be his head coach. I felt like from the beginning that Steve Wilkes wasn't going to get this job when he first became the interim head coach. And throughout the whole process, I've still felt like Steve Wilkes is probably not going to get this job because David Tepper is showing you right now that he doesn't want a defensive coach. He wants a young coach who coaches offense, and also has experience working with quarterbacks. And not just that, was a quarterback. And still in his heart, is a quarterback. So that's what it looks like he's looking for. Certainly doesn't sound like he's looking for Steve Wilkes. Wilkes got the chance to interview, but it doesn't really look like he's getting a serious shot to be a Carolina Panthers head coach. Could be wrong, but uh, what has led you to believe that David Tepper would make the right decision? Was it Rock Hill? Was it Matt Rule? Was it was it Miguel Ano Ramirez? Was it all the random Tepper Sports and Entertainment execs that left? What about David Tepper would lead you to believe that he would get this wrong? Oh, that's right, everything. Now, BetOnline, there are friends over here on Locked On, and they do our sponsors for betting and all that kind of stuff uh, for all y'all out there. They uh, came out with the odds for who the top candidates for the Carolina Panthers are to be their next head coach, and I was certainly surprised by the man who's on top of the list. We'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Panthers regular season is over, but the NFL season is still going on as the playoffs are getting underway. Super wild card weekend. And of course, there's so many sports out there, which means you can play prize picks. So, how does price picks work? Pick two to five players if they score more or less than their prize picks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Price picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch. This includes the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, the NHL, PGA Tour, men's and women's college basketball, soccer, NASCAR, tennis, cricket, and so much more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, safe, and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. Download the Price Picks app, go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. So, this is how it works. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. When you download the Price Picks app, or go to pricepicks.com today.
1: Jake Knapp is the inventor of the design sprint and the New York Times best-selling author of the book Sprint. He's also the co-founder of Character, a venture fund for early stage startups. How and why did you start using Miro? I came from this position of thinking, I don't want to be doing stuff online to thinking now when I do a sprint in person with a company, And Miro does all those things. So to me, at least as an investor, I'm thinking give the team the tools that are going to help them think that are going to make the most brighten their, their skills as smart folks. And Miro is at the top of that list.
0: The fine folks over at bet online decided to release their odds on who is the favorite to be the next Carolina Panthers head coach heading into 2023. And I was legitimately shocked when I saw this list because I did not expect this man to be a top of the list and who is it? It is Lions' offensive coordinator Ben Johnson who has 5-1 to odds currently to become the next Carolina Panthers head coach. As I mentioned earlier in the show, the Carolina Panthers have already requested to interview him. He can interview as soon as this week, virtually, as the Lions season is over. He's an Asheville native, was originally born in Charleston, played as a walk-on quarterback at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, established in 1789. It is, as it was meant to be, the University of the People. So Ben Johnson... Offensive wonderkin, as is what everyone's looking for in the NFL, as no one can come up with any sort of unique idea. It's like, hey, let's go get an offensive coach who's really good with X's and O's. And I'm not going to sit here and say he didn't do a great job because he did an outstanding job. And the Lions were actually watchable because typically for me, it's like, oh, damn, the Lions are on. It's Thanksgiving Day. Why are we doing this? And he had me enthralled. I'm still confused by what the hell they were doing in that final drive playing for a field goal, which then allowed Buffalo to go down there with enough time and win the game in regulation. But that's not really important to this conversation. Ben Johnson has spent a lot of time, as I mentioned earlier, in the NFL. He's only spent one year, though, as an OC, and that is something that concerns me. I don't necessarily love guys that don't have a ton of experience operating their own offense and really just being the leader in that room. But just because he's a good offensive mind does not mean he's going to be a good leader. And first and foremost, that's what you should be looking for when it comes to these coaches, leadership. And Steve Wilkes, as we already know, has demonstrated that. I just don't know enough about Ben Johnson. I'm going to try and talk to some people here over the next week or so about these candidates from those individual cities. Um, Probably not going to invite our friend um, from the Lockdown Lions, because I know you guys didn't love him, so I might find another Lions person uh, to talk to. But I'm going to try and talk to some people uh, who host some of these podcasts of Lockdown, but also some other people I know who work in these markets that I think can give us some really good insight on some of these candidates, but I was interested in uh, not interested. I was surprised rather um, that Ben Johnson was the top candidate again, 36 years old, spent most of his time in Miami with the dolphins as an offensive assistant. And then now is the OC in Detroit, his first year where they had a really good high powered offense, which is still shocking. The Detroit lions had an offense that you want to watch. And I've seen people, on Twitter, either at me or they've been talking amongst themselves, Panthers Twitter, about how they would rather have something different offensively, that they don't want to have Ron Rivera 2.0, which is what they look at Steve Wilkes being. As we've seen, he's a more conservative coach. He might have said all about how he want to be aggressive when they were playing against Tom Brady because Tom Brady's the goat and yada yada, but he wasn't aggressive in those situations. So I have a hard time really believing that he's going to be aggressive because we've already seen it play out that he really doesn't want to be aggressive. But we know he's a good leader, and we know these guys are behind him. So leadership's important, and I understand the appetite to actually have a high-powered offense. But we already saw Steve Wilkes put out the best offensive output in Panthers history, and we saw how well they ran the football. And you got to be able to win in the trenches first and foremost anyways, folks. So if you can't win in the trenches, it doesn't really matter how good your quarterback is because they don't have time, they don't have a running game to really help them out. Like Buffalo, high-powered offense, at some point in time, I just feel like they're going to have to find a running game and that Josh Allen can't just be dependent upon to be the guy that wins the game for them week in and week out. It works a lot, but is it going to work enough to get them to the Super Bowl? Maybe it will. I don't know. But I just think you to have some sort of balance. But Steve Wilkes has shown and demonstrated that he can adapt to his personnel and he can get them to have an offensive identity when they certainly don't have the offensive personnel skill position-wise and at quarterback-wise that you would think you would need to have a consistent offense Throughout the season, and we saw it was up and down, up and down. But when it was good, it was good. When it was bad, it was bad. He's gonna have to have a really good offensive game plan in order to get this head coaching job. As again, he interviewed on Tuesday. Now, Steve Wilkes, according, or speaking of Steve Wilkes, according to Bet Online, he has a 21 to 4 odds to be the next head coach, plus 525 as well. So the second best odds to be the next head coach, and I like that. I think he should be right now the front runner until more candidates emerge and we know how far this is going. Uh, but right now, to me, he should be the front runner for this job. Someone has to blow David Tepper out of the water and demonstrate not just offensive acumen and a plan of how to develop a quarterback and who they want, but also the leadership and be able to galvanize his locker room that is obviously going to be upset if Steve Wilkes has not become the head coach. Uh, Shane Steichen, who I'm also kind of liking a lot as far as the external candidates, probably my top one right now. Um, Shane Steichen, 11 to 2 odds, plus 550. Jim Caldwell, currently 7 to 1. Frank Wright, currently 8 to 1. Ken Dorsey, also 8 to 1. Um, looking at some of the other coaches of note, well, let's just go through them all. Um, Dan Quinn, who I figured would get an interview because of his relationship with Scott Fitterer, but maybe not as we've seen the trend so far, is offensive guys. And most teams are already going out there and saying, like, hey, this is who we want to talk to. It's basically the same guys. Uh, But no Dan Quinn here. And Denver looks like that's also a place that Dan Quinn might end up at. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, 12-1. to As we talked about, Jonathan Jones, CBS Sports, formerly the Charlotte Observer, Tar Heel as well, uh, came out and said that he reported, rather, that Jim Harbaugh's camp been the ones that have been interested in Carolina more than Carolina's been interested in Jim Harbaugh. And I think it's a little telling that Harbaugh has not received an interview request or anything so far, considering that they had the conversation last week and that has not materialized in anything at this point in time. Obviously, you could change. Brian Flores, not quite sure how much um, – He's going to get attention as far as being a head coach this year with the ongoing lawsuit. But I know he got a request from the Browns to interview for the new D.C. job as Joe Woods was relieved of his duties on scapegoat Monday. He's 14-1. to 1. D'Amico Ryans, who I would love to have here, but as I mentioned earlier, he can be picky. He's 14-1. to 1. Leslie Frazier, who might get an interview just to fulfill the Rooney rule. He's 16-1. to Daryl Bevel. where I don't even know where Daryl Bevel's at anymore. He's 20-1. to 1. He might be up in New York, right? I think so. Uh, Eric Biennemi. Uh, haven't seen anyone really interested in him yet. He's twenty to one. Sean Payton, it would cost a fortune to trade him, trade for him, and then you wouldn't be able to get a quarterback probably. Uh he's twenty to one. Bill O'Brien, twenty five to one, likely headed up to any uh, to New England rather to be their new O. C. or their OC again. Byron Lefwich. Bucks offense was terrible this year compared to what we thought they were gonna be. Twenty five to one, Kellen Moore, twenty five to one and Raheem Morris, the Rams DC, thirty three to one. Saw that he could possibly Head over to Denver with Dan Quinn if Sean McVay does leave. So Ben Johnson is your top guy at five to one. Steve Oaks is second at two at twenty one four, and um, Shane Steichen at eleven to two. So we'll see. So Jim Caldwell again seven to one. Frank Reich eight to one. Ken Dorsey also eight to one. Oh, man, I love Ben Johnson as a play caller. I just I don't want to get wrapped up in. He's a great offensive play caller. He's worked with quarterbacks before, even though he wasn't the, the lead quarterback coach. The offense looked great. I'm sure he obviously has input on what happened with Jared Goff this year. I'm not going to say he didn't have any input at all of the quarterback. I just don't necessarily love a guy who has one year of experience as an OC, not a ton of experience really working hands off a quarterback, and also is like still very young, and I don't know if he truly is a leader of men. And Wilkes said he's not just a leader of men, he's a leader of people. So we'll see how it plays out. But that's the odds right now, according to betonline.net as it pertains to who the next Carolina Panthers coach will be. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all, be sure to watch the show, subscribe to the show over on our Lockdown Panthers YouTube channel. Keep it locked here as we continue to update you on the Carolina Panthers coaching search. And you can check out the podcast wherever you listen to this podcast and all your favorite podcasts. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday... I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show, either at me or DM me over on Twitter, actually Count to participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole, as always, keep pounding. And I'll talk to y'all on Thursday.
2: My son had a gift with technology, with reliable internet at home through the internet essentials program. The world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta SkyMiles Business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national
1: park. Yellowstone? Check.
2: Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends.